0: And welcome back to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. Hello, Chris. Hey, that's
1: <laughs> Welcome <hello>. back. <laughs> this is weird. This is awkward. Let's <laughs> keep going.
0: Today we're covering <laughs> Today we're covering Port Adelaide. Yes. The lots to talk about for, for Port Adelaide. So. Right, a lot of
1: Supercoach relevancy and uh, and uh, look, the their season should be a lot better this year as well.
0: Yep, so I appreciate all the support so far. If you have missed anything, uh, we did release a podcast yesterday with the Pod Spectus. Uh, which covers a lot of stats as
1: well. Yeah, and hopefully just, it's a bit funnier than it sounded.
0: <laughs> yeah, just, and just a, a bit of stats as well. We've been getting a lot of listeners as well. So you can find us on Twitter, which is sc underscore insider underscore and facebook.com forward slash scinsider. That's the one. So
1: appreciate all the support there. We are on TuneIn as well. Yes, we just uh, got approved for TuneIn. We're still looking for Spotify approval, but if there is any other formats that you do want to um, get us on, uh, hit us up. We can definitely uh, try and get them available for you as well.
0: Yep. Okay. So look, let's look at Port Adelaide. They have the round ten by. Uh, I know a lot of people are interested in how to handle this one. I think it's a little bit different to last year. So last year it was really good because I don't think it was worthy having anyone from mm-hmm. those teams because I think there was like a round 7 game, round 8 by yep. So it's a lot earlier. Whereas having a round 10 by you know, you could actually have 9 premium scores and possibly get ahead of the pack with some of these players.
1: Yeah, and the other thing is as well... Um, y- y- Yeah, the round eight buy was actually quite nice for um, your upgrade targets. So it's the right time for your rookies to mature and then you can downgrade upgrade to a premium. Um, This year, not quite so much. That two extra games really puts you out um, in terms of how how your upgrade structure should work. So I don't really think you can just target them for your first round of upgrades or maybe even your second round of upgrades. Yep. Um, so it's going to be difficult to, to get them into your team. And it's
0: a bit of a balancing act too. I mean, you don't want to be starting multiples. Like I'd be happy to start one or possibly two if I'm feeling risky. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but so I wouldn't be going out of my way to starting a lot of them because yeah. otherwise you'll just inconvenience yeah, you yourself. you pick your
1: battles with them. Um, I mean, yep. th- Unless you're going for a league win, then by all means do what you like. Yep, definitely 100%. Um, and of course, draft is a little bit different because you're not, got, you're not restricted to those. Um, you'd have to have your, your top amount of players on the field yep. or whatever Maybe. may be. And
0: the benefit is Port Adelaide, they have a very friendly start. Um, so if you are risky enough to go with them, they verse Fremantle, the Lions, Essendon, North Melbourne and Eagles, as well as the Suns. So they a, could go, that's not yeah. a bad start, uh, to the season. Um, Champion data did rate them the fourth easiest draw, which again appeals to me as well. It's
1: crazy. I know. It's yeah. like getting
0: money for nothing. You might as yeah. well just lock some in your and side your, and
1: your chips for free. Sorry, Lockie.
0: Yep. So when you look at <laughs> when you look at the statistics last year against bottom nine sides, they were twelve and zero at two hundred percent. I know everyone's heard this before. Flat track bullies, or they can't win against a top eight side, which was the the joke. Which I get it, but it's a new year. I wouldn't be holding them to any of that. Uh, against the bottom nine, uh, top nine sides. They were 2 and 9 with a percentage of 80.7. So where they went difference in the stats here you're looking at they were down 7.7 contested possessions down 24 uncontested, and down 2.2 clearances. Yep. So, you look at some of their inclusions. I know it's not an easy fix, Chris. Yep. But, I mean, Rockcliffe, A, he's big on contested possessions, and he's a clearance machine. I yep. mean, up until around 8, he had the most clearances, I think, in the comp.
1: and uh, I, I'm big on Rocky. Yeah. Especially at, uh, at Port Adelaide, but we'll touch, touch base on that when we go through him. Yep. So, yep. I'm more on the rocks. <laughs> oh. Um, and then <laughs> the you look puns, at... The puns are started early today. You, you're in for a big ride. Oh. <laughs> um. Look, so
0: uh, 24 uncontested possessions. I think a Motlop, although that sort of type will help. Yeah,
1: uh, definitely that sort help. of speed
0: and flair. Yeah, so I think yeah. you look at that, I think they should help that end. Uh, I am with you. I think definite top four
1: I for me. I definitely think that uh, Motlop is an upgrade on Jord- uh, Jared Impey. So, uh, Jarman Impey? Jarman Impey. What a weird first name. Anyway, I thought it was Limpy. <laughs> <laughs> He's going down. <laughs> um, all right,
0: so look, let's get into the guns. Yep. Paddy Ryder, I picked him in draft last year. I picked him in standard. Uh, he was a slow little sizzle to start, but boy, he did he launch. He had a real launch.
1: soft launch, didn't he? And oh. then when he got up and running, it was the Paddy Ryder show. Once he got riding, he was <laughs> fl- <laughs> he was killing it. Oh, he may, he may have even galloped at one point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so
0: interestingly, uh, since 2003, he has the third highest center bounce differential. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was interesting. Uh, started slowly, but he was consistent. So he averaged 111.8 for his last 11 rounds. Ugh. Which is why I think he could be definitely
1: one of the top two rucks this year. He's on everyone's radar, which is good. Uh, people, The only reason people aren't picking him is, of course, the, uh, the buy. The buy. And it's tough because if there's no R3 available, you're just copping a zero. You are copping a zero. But yeah.
0: he- here's the thing. It's all speculative at this point. But if, say, Paddy Ryder averages you 100 to 110, like I said, they have in the first half of the season, they have an easy draw. They have pretty friendly starts to the year. So if he averages you, say, 105 for the first nine games or so, Nick Nat Nui only averages you. So if he, right gets 105, Nick Nat averages 90, 95. The points that you're losing, you're actually going to be gaining anyway. Yeah. It, it, that's, that's, that's one theory on it. It's definitely a theory. It's a risky
1: one. It's, yeah. And the the, the problem against that is if Nick Nat does come out and just goes, bang. Um, which you know, I'm I'm actually a little bit partial to it, but we'll go into that yeah. a little bit later in the West. We Coast We do have West Coast podcast. coming, so stay but tuned. If, if he goes big, then that theory is completely blown out of the water. You're down also an entire zero for a game, and everyone else is ahead of you. So it's a real it's big a risk. It's a real. Reward. It's a very big risk. Yeah. It is. Um, what you really want if you're carrying Paddy is you've uh, either got to do one of two things. A you can probably upgrade to him, and, and maybe there's a um, some sort of ruck, or maybe hope that say a Rory lob. Gets ruck status.
0: Yeah, if only yeah. they changed Motlop of all people. Yeah. Hey, yeah, Motlop's now a forward mid. Whoop de doo No one cares. I'm where's Motlop? Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. Everyone's
1: like, uh, where's Lob? Hello. An ideal sort of scenario would be that Lob gets ruck forward status. You could either a have him in uh, in your team upgrade to rider after the buy, or b he's that ruck forward swing, and you can have a rookie. Um, sorry, ruck. Um, yeah, ruck forward swing. Uh, I have a rookie ruck forward in R three, and that would be perfect. But we, we just need a little bit of help over here from the Supercoach gods.
0: I know, right? For <laughs> us, the Supercoach bone would be wouldn't nice, I? wouldn't it? It would. Uh, so, look, I do, I do wish that we had some right cover if you're going to go with Ryder. Uh, so, might have to get crafty for this one. So, look, he did 11 uh 100 scores or more
1: throughout the season uh and he was all Australian so let's not take that away from him yep and he only actually started his first 100 was in round 8 so he had a slow start probably because the year off needed to get back into it and then he just went bang yeah so, so he was very
0: consistent he only yeah. had two scores under 81 for the year and that was 69 and 75 so if if, didn't
1: if go max, max Gorm wasn't around and he'd say that lock in pat Ryder regardless yep. right yes yep.
0: and correct and if he had a normal round um Plus, he has no chance, really, of shared ruck duties as yep. far as, you know, there's no two you know, really prominent rucks. Uh, next person, Oli Wines, 543k. Mm-hmm. Is anyone going to be tempted by no, the Oli Wines Especially not this year? after the
1: podcast yesterday that we went through where uh, Oli Wines has the worst, worst kick rating. career <laughs> kick
0: rating out of the 190 people that have registered 1,000 yeah.
1: kicks. I've never really been a huge fan, but he has been an upgrade target that I've upgraded to late in the season if I needed someone. But he started
0: um, off tap last year, so everyone yeah. keeps on waiting for him to A, spend more time on ground... Or B, just go so nuts, we implode. Yep. And nothing's happening. Like, he's just been hovering around that 98 average for a couple of years. Benefit was, uh, start of 2017, he did average 121.2 in his first five rounds. Everyone's like, oh my God, this is happening and yep. then he basically just went nowhere so oh, he that's only... that
1: just where he went nowhere was the exact time I got him in my team exactly so it was and he fantastic. You would, yeah. would have been
0: one of those suckers thanks.
1: thanks Ollie I paid premium price for him too I was like I've got the money to get him he's going off let's just go for it let's just do it Chris let's Terrible move on idea. Let's, let's not whine about it <laughs> uh, so <laughs> the second pun of the day the, and if you're recording them at home that's pun number two
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah try and keep track <laughs> yes. uh, look uh, he scored only six 100s in his next 17 games. Yep. So he started I know, on fire. I <laughs> uh, look, I rate him. I hope he does bring it all together. Maybe Rockcliffe and some bigger bodies will help him. I think that was probably
1: part of the issue. He was the, well, the bigger body. I'm not entirely sold on that. I think Rockcliffe takes his mid-time away, so I'm not sure what they're going to do with Wines this year. I don't It'll know. Interesting. I think it might help him. I think he's young enough,
0: and I think it he use, won't cop as much can attention. You, so can I you think... start
1: Rocky and Wines in the same midfield? I think you could. it would be interesting to see. I just think that they're very similar players, but Rockcliffe's an upgrade on, on Wines. They should buy their That's own vineyard, I think. <laughs> yeah, yes, they Rocky, Rocky <laughs> yeah, they should. Rocky wines. They should. The vineyard. On, so on, on to Rocky. So what have you got for us there, on Rocky?
0: Rockcliffe uh, was number one for clearances in the comp oh, in the was. first eight rounds in 2017.
1: Mm, Rockcliffe is my boy. Yep, you
0: are starting to get sold on him. <laughs> I am. He came out the other day. Every Chris year he does it? this he, to me. He came out the other day saying he's going to be playing the majority, predominantly
1: mid, with a little bit of time up forward. Just and some sprinkles. Just, just, just as a little sidebar here. When, was, uh, when did he average the most um, in Supercoach? Who was the coach when he was averaging the most? Uh, was that Michael Voss? It was. It would have to be because he's now the midfield coach. Yeah, he's now the midfield coach at Port Adelaide. So but clearly he recruited 100%. Michael Voss said, we're lacking in this area. Let's go get Rockliffe And 100% he's going to be playing in these midfield. And I am, I'm 100% sold on Rockcliffe this year. I reckon he's going to absolutely blow out. You're not going to be able to pick him up after the their buy. The so blo- by blow by blow out, with. you mean his shoulders again? Or <laughs> are, you, are you that sold on his injury history? Oh uh, mate, Look, he's he still. I don't know. He plays enough. Game. He plays more games than Abbott per year. So you know, whatever. More games <laughs> per Abbott. <laughs> that's not necessarily that's a great. That's not a I'm great solid, selling I'm feature. It's everyone. No, look. You know, he he's okay. had a good off, se- off season. No, he had end of season shoulder surgery. Yeah, but he was he's, cooked. He's back. He's re- He's back and he's ready and he's going to be playing the JLT well it's not his back it's his shoulder no I said he's back I know I heard you <laughs> I'm making everyone aware that he is horrible no way no, no he's not. he fine. He's, Shoulders, he's, yeah, can still great. run when you've got shoulder injuries
0: he's great when it's firing fine. he could be a good option if he starts but again you kind of want to be selective as to who you it's pick
1: up him versus Cripps and I'm leaning towards Rockliffe so uh, that's a big call I know cool. but I if just if you put think- him together as Rocky Clips <laughs> <laughs> stop just putting Rocky together with someone else's name that's, that's not how it works <laughs> <laughs> you retard.
0: Look, he's been on a modified program, okay, since November 17. Yep. And he's okay. going to be
1: playing 80% percent midtime.
0: But here's an interesting fact. I know a few people have put this out. I think um, a couple of the boys have seen my stat notes that I sent out, and I've yep. seen a few tweets about it. Uh, the last 12 rounds of 2016, combined with the first rounds of eight rounds of 2017, he had a 20-game
1: average of 127. Yep so we and and let's also not forget that he signed his papers early last year, one hundred percent he was out of the club and he was i uh, i think he was fairly injury free in the back half of the year, and he was tagging and playing forward of the ball, playing as a forward tagger at some time, yeah he wasn't outside like, he was literally the 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 coach there just said, "No, we're going to play you here." Rockcliffe is not a tagger. He's not a forward player. He is a midfielder that goes forward and kicks goals, not the other way around. Yep. So he's a he,
0: contested ball
1: beast, and he plays that he's going to average one fifteen minimum. And
0: if anything, when you look at they put Robbie Gray in the guts when it mattered. Yep. I mean, I think they've recruited these players. They're going towards what they consider a premiership window. That's why I think Robbie Gray's playing in the guts. That's why I think Rockcliffe will be playing in the guts. Yep. You don't Get go your for stars. A, well, you, you Don't, don't play your stars. Correct. So you don't go into a prelim final and put Robbie Gray in the forward pocket, right? Yep. So if... You are in a Premiership window. Why would you play Robbie Gray in the forward pocket when you're going for a a Premiership? Yeah, and you need to be like literally all everything on the line. Your best players need to be playing in their best positions, and I think that that's what's going to happen this year.
1: Yeah. So I mean, the only real question then is it's not about his his role in the team or whether he will score. It's about whether his body can hold up. And for me, it's sold. I'm I'm in 100%. Worst case, like worst case scenario, they've got an easy run. As long as he makes you to round six or round seven, he will make you enough cash to get to a Danger if you don't have Danger or a Dusty if you don't have Dusty. They
0: do have an easy easy draw. Uh, Look, let's get into Robbie Gray. Uh, So we did mention in the um, Prospectus Feature Edition... Mm-hmm. Yesterday, that he won just 20% of his one on ones, which is pretty bad. 46th of the top 54 uh, targeted one on ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but he generated the 12th most points from his forward half clearances. So get him around get the ball. Get him
1: on the ball. Get the him guys around are the ball. He's averaged 110, like how many yep. years in a row? Correct.
0: So get him in. he battled groin issues uh, for most of last year. So they played him basically full
1: forward or in the pocket. Yep. Uh, right. He, he had, tried to play him one out. At yeah, time, and so.
0: he had chemo, but he wasn't winning the one on ones. No. That's the that's the issue. He doesn't have
1: that He's not really like this. The same height. Or he tries to like tap it to his advantage and run. Power or strength a fire for a dusty he have. He, so it, it's really hard for him. He's got to use his agility to get around in the forward line yeah, and his arms to wave around for a free kick. <laughs> yeah, yes, he's very good at it. <laughs> well, I'm Robbie
0: Gray. Uh, look, he had chemo for uh, testicular cancer uh, end did? of season, so. You know, glad he's back on the right track for that one. Yeah,
1: and he um, had, but he, um, he also was battling injury all year last year, so yeah, um, that's why he was playing forward, and now he's uh, back to full health. Yeah, so. back
0: to full training, and as we said, that uh, look he's on track. Playing the club, playing the which is a good sign. Yep. Um, so look, last thing, 2017, he had uh, eight of his 22 games. He actually went at 110 plus. Uh, which were pretty big. He had some monster scores, yeah, like some one sixties. When he goes
1: big, he goes big. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Now I think the thing that's consider about Robbie Gray is, is he's got to be your. You can't carry too many really expensive forwards this year because the midfield is going to be so expensive. So Robbie Gray to me has to be your F one or your F two, and that's that's about it. So work out. I don't feel that there's a real lot of reliability in a lot of the the premium forwards this year. Um, outside of, say, your Heaney or your Billings, yeah. it's really you can, not You can much. say
0: Heaney and Billings, but again, they've kind of only just got there and they have promise, yeah. which is why everyone's great He's on them. He's the and only I'm, one that's done I, it before. And I'm big on them, but at the same time, I, don't, I can't see... Billings or Heaney averaging 108 to 112, which is what
1: Gray has done the two years prior to this year. Exactly right. And he's the only one that's proven to do it. As long as his role is there, which is just watching the JLT, if he's starting in centre clearances, that's the guy that you start as your are And if they're
0: top four with an easy draw, there are points to be had. Oh, yeah. And they tail it up against, like, weak opposition. They run over the
1: top of weak opposition. So you're
0: looking at it could be an absolute, like, fiesta.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, look, also, again, just just because I just love watching exciting players, Robbie Grace is fun to watch. He's just an awesome player that you just like. You want to bag Barry for him. You want him to get the ball. When he does something, it's special. It's a bit of a Bruce McAvaney special. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm sold on him um, as as one of my premium forwards for sure. Yep.
0: So another forward, Chad Wingard, 511k. Uh, so I don't know if we mentioned Robbie Grace, 504k. So Chad Wingard a little bit more expensive. Uh, elite for clearances and center clearances which I thought was quite an interesting stat yeah
1: when he he does go in there he does produce and
0: he had some big scores too he's only 24 years of age he had 700s which included a 157 a 127 a 113 and a 109 and I think Chad's starting to you know get some
1: Piece some, piece some stuff together. I love Chad. I love him in the midfield, but I think he's a much better forward pocket. He is an impact player. Was it the can Chad? That change the game. It was, it was the Chad. Was it the Chad? It was the Chad. He's a guy that can like turn a game on its head with three possessions in five minutes. Um, and they want it very much in a Cyril Rioli mould that when he literally gets forward of the ball, he can take a hanger. He can just create something out of nothing. He's the guy they looked to in the last quarter to do something really special. So I th- I don't think he's gonna be in their midfield mix. He'll probably be forward rotating mid and not the other way around. Unfortunately, but for Supercoach scoring, um, he would be. It'd be awesome if he was a you know, midfield going forward. Yeah, but it's just I don't think it's gonna happen this year.
0: It would be nice. Um, look, Charlie Dixon. Let's get into some relevant players. Charlie is 4.99k. Interestingly, he won 42% of his one on ones, and he was targeted the fifth most in the comp for one on ones, which I thought was quite good. Uh, he did get some really big games. Uh, problem is, it's consistency, like any key forward. So he had 1000 scores, which, uh, if you include the final that they played, uh, big scores. So we had a 167, a 151, a 135, and then a couple around 115. So. Look, he does have some up and down games. I know consistency it's with classic key
1: forward, isn't Yeah, it? consistency
0: yeah. with his body has been a big issue. But he's a big boy. Uh, I think he does get a couple of hitouts now and then to Do chop out. Do you think he
1: right could on. ever, you know, challenge JJK for say the, the Coleman? Is he going to be that guy that can kick your, you know, sixty, seventy yards? Uh, I $80? think he gets up the ground a little bit too much. Yeah, um,
0: yeah, he does like to contribute. He likes to tackle. He likes to hurt
1: people. But again,
0: you got all that weight under those, you know, flimsy ankles, so he yeah. could go at any time for me.
1: Yeah, look, I, I think that's someone that you can probably have on um, in draft, but I don't think you can carry him in standard. No,
0: Not I I year. agree. I think at least with draft, you kind of know what risk you're up against, and if he misses one game or two games with like a sprained ankle, which he has done many times, yeah, then at least you kind of put your bench on and you know go for the oh, he's world. A,
1: he's a big boy. But he's I a good one. His ankles. He's a, no, he's, a, he's a good one to have though, if you,
0: if he's versing a weak opposition. Do
1: you know what I mean he yeah. he has had some big games. So I see him at, um, when he used to play it there at the coast. I saw them quite a few games. They just kick it to the top of to the top of the square. He he will just take them up. He's he, kicked he one like goal of the year nominations and yeah, stuff. That's been good. He's a he's a, f- a fantastic player, and if he gets on a run, he can score real big. But I just I'm just not sure about his consistency.
0: One person I'm not too sure on, Chris uh, Westhoff. So mm. he's four seventy nine k. Look, he, he's he's thirty-one years age, like of age. He, I don't know, like he. I was actually, I actually had him in my, in my uh, not super coach relevant list. Yep. And then I kind of look back at his stats, and he usually goes through these phases where he does pretty bad, and then he comes up with this really good patch of, of play and some games where his, he scores really his well. His role
1: changes too much for you to be able to sort of oh, rely on him. Like frustrating, right? He, but he's a little bit. Um, like he'll literally play off a wing, then he'll play behind the ball as the loose defender. They'll they'll flip him throughout a game. Yeah. the entire game I'm sure a it's bit. good
0: for play. But yeah, like,
1: he's the Mr. <sighs> Fix-It. So. So, but where, where do we see him this year? That's well, the problem. You're just not going to know. You're probably going to get similar output. He's probably going to average around the same. Well, I think There's Jack Watts can replace some of his role. Yeah. To be honest, Jack,
0: yeah. Jack Watts runs up and plays up that ground a bit more. I think he could take some of the role. But Westhoff started horribly, and then between round 7 and round 17, he actually averaged 102.1 super
1: and, coach points. Yeah, maybe the, this is the reason why Jack Watts is recruited, because he is 31 now. Yeah, so true. he's getting on, maybe doesn't play as many games this year. Um, he is a tall guy, a big, big, big frame, big guy, um, You know, especially those older guys that are quite large. They don't generally last well into their years mm. as a running swingman. So um, the only really one that's ever done it was, what, Rewelt. So Richo, you know, those sort of guys that can really get up and back and got a big frame as well, but... Yeah, for me, it's
0: a no, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, Travis Boak, 467k. I know a few people are interested in him as a forward option. Uh, for me, not so much. Like, I know he's consistent. No he way. has He has averaged high before. But I think he's kind of down the pecking order now for midfield. I mean, you look at the stats... 36% midfield and 58% forward. I mean, I'd rather uh, like a Heaney averaging 65% mid yeah. sort of time.
1: No, with, with Hart, with, I mean, Hart's going behind the ball because there's no more mid-time. Boke's not going to get in mid-time over Gray, Rockcliffe, Wines, uh, you know, everyone else in there. So I I don't know what his position is going to be this year, but it's going to be a definite no for Supercoach, yeah, so 100%. It's a,
0: but it's the first time he's averaged below 90 since 2009.
1: But he doesn't have a role that's going to get him there.
0: Yeah, no, he's, he's old, I'm but he's just, not that old. He's 29 years. There's still some possible upside, but mm. I don't know. I am with you. I think that, that ratio of midfield sort of to forward yeah, it's, it's, isn't as I, I, promising. I, you
1: know, don't get me wrong. I've just always thought that he's just never been quite the player that everyone thought he was. Um, I've just been on the... Tread caution with with Boak for far too long. Right. Well, he had four hundreds, six nineties in
0: 2017, and he's forward forward eligible. So look, uh, there is a big plus for that. At least he's now more relevant, particularly for draft. Yep. Whereas before that, he wasn't quite so relevant.
1: So yeah, yeah draft draft relevant, but draft, that's about it.
0: You could you could rely on him to get your 80 odd quite a lot for draft. Yeah, you know, he'd be a very consistent scorer. He doesn't have uh too, like very often a bad game. So he'll get you 80 to 100, and you will do that quite consistently. And then the occasional bad, like one below that, and then the occasional one above that, but it kind of evens out. So he's a good player, I think, for draft.
1: I wouldn't mind him. Sure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pittard, the burn man for Chris.
1: <laughs> I can't stand Jasmine.
0: <laughs> so he has a great kick when kicking out from the defensive. So re- rebounding from the defensive 50, he's number one. Uh, but like we said in the uh, podcast on Sunday with the prospectus, uh, he loses forty four percent of his defensive one on ones, which is the fourth worst of the top one hundred to when, defend.
1: When when he's left loose as that you know seventh defender or whatever it may be, um, he's absolutely amazing because he doesn't when he doesn't play on a player um, and he doesn't have that defensive responsibility, he can get into the right spots, get those handball receives, um, swing the ball out wide, switch the play. That's the guy that they want the the ball. At his feet, because he's so good with his uh, kicking. Yep. The so, unfortunate thing is, it, a lot of that play is obviously uncontested, and when he gets made accountable, he absolutely spuds it up.
0: He does. So he had less time on ground, less possessions, less contested possessions, less rebounds, 150 meters less gained, which I think is huge, uh, which obviously then equated to his 13.8 less supercoach points. So, I mean, look, there is upside, but he does need to get back to his best. And let's not forget, he was dropped in parts of 2017, so one inclusion, Motlop. Uh, look, I'm not really sold on Motlop he did pretty horrible for a lot of last year. Uh, I'm hoping they put him into a supercoach friendly role, and that's pretty much about it. We're hoping and wishing and wanting. Uh, um, that to
1: happen. Look, it, it's uh, Motlop's always been that sort of guy that floats in and floats out of games. So yeah. I don't think he's ever going to be really heavily super coach relevant. No. Hovers but, around the uh, eighty average, yeah, basically, be, and that's because one game he'll be 130, one game yep. he'll be sixty. Yep. Um, that's just Motlop, and that's just how he's always going to be. So. Well,
0: I was, I was wishful. I mean, round three in twenty seventeen, he got a one twenty four, and I was like, oh, maybe he's starting to, you know, this might be his year. You know, as you always kind of hope. And then this is his year. <laughs> basically, after that, eighty nine was his highest score in the next six. Sixteen games, yeah. Which, yeah. So I mean, he pulled it together in the of final series. Got on
1: him big too during the year, especially yeah, early like, in the year. So,
0: um, but you know, his uh, the final series, he pulled it together. He had a one hundred and three and a one thirteen, which yep. is probably, I think, why he got draft like you know picked for a Adelaide. He had a couple of good games. Um, and if anyone likes people that play two good games in a year, it's Port Alley, right?
1: <laughs> That's, that's be, It's got to be true. <laughs> it's got to be true. Or eight rounds like Rocky. <laughs> uh,
0: you, you touched on Hartlett earlier. He's 420K. Uh, he had less than 40% midfield time, so he does like to play back of the ball. I mean, he averaged 90-plus in Supercoach for five years, and then he's dropped to a 77.9 and 76.4 average. I mean, he's got a big kick on him. Oh, yeah, but I, mean, I know people last year, they're like, oh... You know, this is the first year he's dropped below 90, so get on Hartlett, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. get
1: on him because he's not going down in average, but he did. Yeah, of course. Um, look, I think with uh, with Hartlett, the role's not going to get better for him. They're, they're going to push him further behind the ball. Um, so one thing that could happen, I mean, he could now get some um, con- intercept marks and, and, and really dominate as that person behind the ball. Um, I think it's a wait and see. I, 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 he's too expensive to take a risk on him, he's not you know your three fifty or your four hundred k, it's four twenty k, and around that same price. Um, and is is he mid only or is he? Ah, d- uh, no, he's defender. Mid? Yep. So even even as defensive mid, you're looking at your Pierce Hanley types or yeah. your Nathan Wilson at the same. They, they've got yeah, you know, even room for, to grow. Even for
0: draft, it probably like fury at you. Um, like I said, he didn't really. Um, do much in 2017 yeah so I, I just mean, think
1: there's better options at his price yeah
0: so I think they should call him Hartley not Hartlett because he hardly got going
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's a, he
0: was bad he was a bad option so look even late That's in draft pun number three, pun number three. it <laughs>
1: came later than I thought it would but it was there nonetheless <laughs> but look
0: um, not in standard maybe put him on the bench in draft if you get desperate he can score well but I mm. don't know if I trust him uh, maybe I'm burnt
1: by him so Jack Watts Interesting to see, like, I actually really like Watts. I think he's been, uh, it's, it's been unfortunate. You know, number one pick had this huge weight on his shoulders to lift Melbourne out of the gutter. Um, and, you know, to his credit, he stuck with the club for as long as he possibly could. And I think this is going to really help him, but it will depend on his role as to how much of an impact he can have in games. Because he's played forward, back, he's played in the ruck, he's played forward, ruck, swing, he's played on a wing. He's literally played all over the park. I'm not entirely sure, um, yeah, where he's going to play, and where he plays, hundred percent will dictate how good his super coach output will be, and you're probably not going to know it early enough to make a good call. Yeah. I think so. um,
0: he had what one really good year a couple of years back and then you know last preseason he decided to get a slim shady haircut, bleach his hair <laughs> wasn't training as He's efficiently. Definitely not the real well he was yeah, he wasn't training as as <laughs> they wanted and then Simon Goodwin's just like, mate, what have you done to yourself? You're you're no good and then from there he was in his bad books. So I think yeah, fresh change might do him some well. Uh, not relevant, I've got Brad Ebert. And I know some of you might be like, What? Brad Ebert averaged a hundred points and Brad Ebert's the best. Um yeah, look, he, he The reason where he was beneficial was he was uh, he attended the most centre bounces in the league, but he actually was thirty-first for the um, first possessions out of a centre bounce. So he wasn't that great for someone who averaged a hundred. You know, I mean, you expect a lot, but in his last five rounds, he averaged eighty-three point four. Uh, he only scored five hundreds in his final fifteen matches. So I mean, he's not bad, but I just think with these other people coming in. Uh, I just
1: don't think... I think he's going to be pushed more outside game. Yeah, I and think he's, so. He's not bad as an outside. not bad. spread well He's not bad. Contest. He's not bad
0: as a player. But for yeah. a guy that's a, that was averaging 100, I wouldn't be putting him in standard and I wouldn't be picking him at a 100 average in draft. I mean, I... he averaged like 90 the year before that. So yeah. I'd be
1: looking at more... I mean, if they start, you know, Gray, Wines and Rockcliffe in the centre bounce, Ebert's playing on a win and Kane rolling through. So yeah. that will 100% affect his scoring pattern for yeah. sure
0: exactly I think it's a trap I yeah don't, it's I, a trap. like it's in yeah it's a trap <laughs> it's a trap
1: so Sam Gray um, oh, I actually had big raps on Sam Gray well
0: I, and, I know uh, you he, did
1: he had big highs and then like stupid lows really you're gonna go the high highs
0: and low lows again <laughs> like
1: that, Chris that's what I do high highs and low lows I repeat low the same lows. jokes over and over and over again until it's funny that's what I do I
0: think I saw that on Twitter the other day I was like what are you doing
1: is that it for stop it stop stop uh, look, Stop. Sam
0: Gray, fourth worst shot on goal. Uh, he's horrible at shot. on goal.
1: Probably Billings is what.
0: what so for me, is he? for me, he's not really relevant. I was surprised to see that he played that many games. I know he could be useful. he could be pushed but out of twenty-two. He could year. be this year. Yeah. He could be pushed out. So for me, not relevant. Uh, let's get into those rookies. Kane Farrell. Um, like any Farrell, is always good. So one seventeen K. His middle name is Will. Um, Look, apparently he's an athletic half-forward slash midfielder with a great long kick of the ball. Yep. Um, So he's definitely one to watch. And uh, Jake Patmore, uh, pat him many more times. And uh, he's a jet, apparently. So rebounding defender um, or an outside midfielder. So in the... Uh, waffle Colts games, a couple of those he racked up two games. He racked up forty two and forty eight disposals respectively, which yep. I think's very. Um,
1: I think the I think the only one that's that's the, a shoe in. Uh, I'm hoping a shoe in, and there's been a lot written about him recently um, to get game times early. And it's currently on my side is Don Barry, um, so they actually uh, re- recruited him after he retired a few years ago and went back to I think it was the Northern Territory to do some find him find himself and get some cultural aspects to him. Uh, apparently absolutely cleaning up um, at practice, burning up the track, everything else. He's 117K midfielder. Um, so I'm definitely watching him in the JLT. He will 100% play JLT. He may even get a run in the AFLX. Um, so i will be um, very, very surprised if he's not named um, close to the start of the season. So just keep a watch on him, and he should score you quite a lot of points as a mature age, uh, bottom-priced rookie pretty much. Good. All
0: right, so let's look at the hospital ward. So with Robbie Gray, it's just his nuts and groin. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, but, look, he's, he's back pretty well, as we said, so no issues really there at this point in time. Uh, Rockliff is back training. He did have that shoulder sort of surgery. Ebert... Had shoulder surgery as well, I believe, so he's on his way back. Yep. Um, the latest report did. I mean, have... I'm pretty
1: sure that Rockcliffe's shoulders were actually just. That the reason why he's had some no, injuries. No, Brisbane is... joke. <laughs> <laughs> Brisbane <laughs> he's been... joke. He's been carrying Brisbane <laughs> the entire last five I felt years. The <laughs> I felt the build up. I felt the build up.
0: But uh, also, latest reports as well. Um, Wingard, I think, uh, hamstring injury, but he should be back in the next sort of week or so anyway, so not too far away for that. Uh, and uh, Polek I think is the one that's probably more off three to four weeks I think with his hamstring but Polek's not relevant anyway let's face it (laughs) (laughs) another guy from Brisbane just (laughs) another Brisbane player (laughs) but to be fair let's face it he's not relevant
1: no he's, no, he's definitely not. He's definitely not. outside. Can I have player. that one? Can I have that one? <laughs> can I have it like that? You've got like that. No,
0: okay. sorry. Uh so where do you think these players will go, Chris? I think we do have a little sidebar bet We do Robbie Gray. We've um, we got a little bet on Chris, Robbie Gray. Chris thinks he'll be the first pick forward in draft, and I think, I think
1: he will not. I, I, I honestly think he's the only forward this year that can go one ten plus. Yep.
0: So basically if Robbie Gray is picked first, then
1: I have to do two shots of tequila. Two shots of tequila. And if he's not picked first, then Chris has to do two
0: shots of to kill him. So
1: everybody wins. Is that what we're saying?
0: <laughs> yeah. um, but I, if one of us pick him, it's basically yeah, a mute point. He, he
1: well, I don't think he's going to last to my picks because I'm. I, I don't think I can pick him at pick twenty. I don't think he's going to be like that valuable. And no, he's not that valuable yeah. exactly. <laughs> so and it's gotta be thirty to forty before he goes and by that stage I'm probably not gonna be able to pick him. So um unless you pick him early, which you might uh, I might actually now. Yeah. yeah,
0: maybe more like a third His, round, fourth do, round. Do
1: you think he is um has the highest ceiling of the current forwards? He does have in the highest ceiling. Super coach, yep. Yep.
0: He does have the highest ceiling. Yep. But then he also gets games of like thirty four,
1: so you know. Well, I when figure. he's playing in a pocket. Yeah. <laughs> so, again, yeah, it'll be interesting to watch. Um,
0: yeah, so, I mean, apart from that, I think Rockcliffe, he could go early if Chris has Ooh, got anything to do with it. Mate,
1: I'll tell you what. I'd say, I'd say pick pick number 20
0: it's, through to pick number 45, I think.
1: Uh, I don't know. Here's, the, here's what I'm, like, struggling with. So, the guy, when he has the right role in he's health, he can average 120, right? We Everyone agree with that? Pretty sure that's. Wasn't well, the you and I here? So yes, <laughs> <laughs> this is also true. And the two thousand people out there. I'm just. Welcome. I just. Okay, so in especially in draft, he only averaged what was it last year? Just over a hundred. Yep. So he's probably if you're just picking on averages, he's not going to go to fifty, sixty plus. Correct. Um, but he's worth way more than that. So it's he's all perceived worth, value,
0: and your yeah. your value so for my perceived perception is, pick 20. is that he's
1: way higher. So, I don't know. I'm, I might try and pick him up at, say, that 105 to 17 average in midfielders if it falls to me at the right pick. Yeah. So, that's probably, that's more, like, that's probably more like third round then, not second round. Yeah. So, I'm thinking maybe 30 to 40 or 40 to 50. Okay. So,
0: I can get him at pick number 31. 21. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, look, apart from that, I think I think Wingard will go pretty well as well. I think he'll be in that sort of you know 30 to 50 mark as well. Once people start going for those forward positions, I think people yep. will rate him. Uh, Motlop will be really bottom of the barrel, I think. Uh, Pittard as well, someone maybe on the bench. Not a bad bench option, I think.
1: Pittard I think upside, Pittard,
0: and if he's no good and he doesn't have the role, then catch a lady and just dump him for the I next person Pittard on the waiver. gets on
1: someone's team and someone gets frustrated with him all year. It's probably going to be me.
0: Yep. Uh, <laughs> I think Ollie Wines will be pretty good. I think I think Ryder's a really good option, particularly uh, in
1: draft. I think um, he's probably the number one pick.
0: Well, up, not to mention, I think Ruckman. people are going to jump for Max Gorn, and I think they'll jump early. So you can actually probably get a Paddy Ryder in your third or fourth round compared to, you know, having a giant jump on your second or third round. Yep. Uh, usually third round's when some people start making moves for rocks.
1: I think uh, I think actually Ryder holds more value in draft this year than, than Gorn, but the only reason is um, the buy means that you will definitely have him through all of the other buys. Yep. Um, so, I mean, you can cover him for one round to stop the waiver, Um, But, you know, if you've got Gorn, then you're definitely going to be missing him with other players that you may or may not be able to cover. Yep. So I think it makes Ryder more valuable at that time of the year.
0: So like we said, it all depends. With draft, you can afford to have quite a few of these guys because it helps you through your other buys. Yep. Um, If you're playing for league... Uh, so for standard, if you're going for overall ranking, then you have to be really particular with how many you're going to carry, or if any at all. Yeah, uh, and, and then especially if just
1: make sure you've got a rack three. Yep. if you're going well, for just overall, your structure in general. Make sure you run don't run have
0: it. too many in the like round fourteen buy. As we said, if you're going for like a league win, then it doesn't matter. You could load up on round fourteen buy people. You could have all the primos in the world from that, knowing yep, that you're not. It. Yeah, doesn't knowing matters, you're not going to win that anyway. one, but you're going to have full yep. teams for the other one. So it all depends on how you want to play it. Yep. Yep. So, if you have any questions, we'll go through
1: some of that um, that strategy a little bit closer to the actual season. We we'll go through a yep. little bit of standard strategy, correct? Overall versus league win, and then some draft strategy as well. So,
0: yeah. And feel free to send us your teams as well. We have been giving a few people some feedback. If you're not sure about how you should play the buys, or whether you should go for a league win, or whether you should go for overall, you know, hit us up as well, and we're more than happy to provide some insight on that. But until next time, that's us. Cheers. Thank Cheers. you. Enjoy. See you next time. Bye.